the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. M1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. Vice President Mike Pence spoke at the annual National Veterans Day observance at Arlington National Cemetery thanking the men and women who have served and continue to serve in the U.S. Armed Forces during war, as well as peacetime. Compromise Americans' information and no bonuses this year for executives, says Equifax's CFO. The Atlanta company reported a 27% slump in third-quarter profit, largely due to that hack that exposed the personal info of 145 million Americans. Alabama Republican Judge Roy Moore will not abandon his Senate bid just a month before the special election. He's accused of improper relations with a minor decades ago. Judge Moore denies the accusations. He calls them a typical Democrat distraction. Meanwhile, the Senate GOP's campaign arm says it will no longer help fundraise for Judge Moore. You're listening to SRN News. Hey, this is Mitch Berg of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And perhaps you've heard it's crazy out there. We've got terrorists threatening our liberties every which way you turn. And that's just the Democrats in D.C. and St. Paul. So what are you supposed to do? Well, for starters, tune in the Northern Alliance Radio Network. That's me every Saturday from 1 to 3 and Brad Carlson every Sunday from 2 to 3 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Listen to The Narn every Saturday at 1 and Sunday at 2 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just after 1 o'clock here in the Blue Ox Heating and Air Weather Center. Happy Veterans Day from everyone here at AM 1280 The Patriot. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. And the headliner, Mitch Berg, is up next. So stay tuned. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 2 p.m. for The Closer. Brad Carlson, that's right here on The Patriot. Let's take a look at your Veterans Day forecast. Mostly sunny will top out around 40. A low in the mid-20s tonight. Mostly sun for Sunday. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back to Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says, send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, the official uh, center right for center-right public opinion in the upper Midwest, when you're not reading the real official other uh, center for center-right public opinion, True North. Look, truenorth.com is where you look online for it. The best center-right conservative bloggers and writers anywhere in the upper Midwest, in Minnesota here, uh, all found at True North. And when you're not reading my blog, shotinthedark.info. Uh, this is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Of course, Brad Carlson, the closer, every Sunday from 2 to 3. King Banyan, mornings from 9 to 11 uh, a.m. By the way, uh, don't he also gets replayed every Sunday night at 9 o'clock on, on uh, AM 1440. 
And the second hour, by the way, features an in-depth discussion of the tax reform effort with uh, Professor John Spry of St. Thomas University, who does as good of a job of explaining the whole situation with the tax uh, reform package that's currently being batted around in D.C. better than just about anyone. Between these two economists, you get a better explanation. You're going to get pretty much anywhere else in the American media. So uh, check it out. The King Banyan Radio Show, Saturday mornings, 9 to 11, and Sunday evenings from 9 to 11, just in case you miss it. Uh, well, we had big uh, city civic elections in Minneapolis and uh, St. Paul last Tuesday. They were the big subject of at least an hour of the broadcast last week. And the results are in. Now, in uh, Minneapolis, my endorsement for a Democratic candidate for mayor, Nakima Levy-Pounds, didn't carry as much weight as you might expect a conservative talk show host's uh, endorsement would carry in Berkeley on the Prairie. Uh, Nakima Levy-Pounds, my endorsed candidate, came in, I believe, fifth at the last count. Uh, behind uh, Jacob Fry. And Jacob Fry was the person I actually figured would probably win. Uh, I have some friends who were Betsy Hodges supporters who figured that, that Fry would take away the uh, the votes from Hodges as right, believe it or not. And and the likes of Ray Dane and Nakima Levy-Pounds would take away the votes from the left and you'd wind up with a second term of Betsy Hodges. It was not to be. Jacob Fry is the mayor-elect of Minneapolis, and it's it's not it's not quite what I was. I mean, it is what I expected. To be perfectly honest, uh, for the mayor of Minneapolis, he's. I mean, when you say he's the moderate choice to run the city of Minneapolis, that just shows you the complete debasement and meaninglessness of the term moderate in a place like Minneapolis, where where, where you had one ward, Ward 3, electing an out-and-out, uh, card-carrying, party-membering socialist, Ginger Jensen, the third ward, which, again, covers the downtown, the loop, part of the West Bank. I mean, the place you'd expect to elect a uh, fire-breathing Chavezista. This is... Probably one of the, and and by the way, who raised more money than any other candidate in city council history, and three times as much as as her DFL opponent, which should tell you something. In the city of deep liberal pockets, that's something else. Uh, so, I I made a somewhat tongue in cheek endorsement of Nakima Levy Pounds last week because. I figured the only way Minneapolis is ever going to be saved is if it bottoms out. I mean, Minneapolis is like any addict, like any alcoholic friend you have, like any friend you have who's addicted to opioids or, 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 or tranquilizers of some kind or another. Like any addict, they have to bottom out before they ever have a chance of, of getting any better, before they have any chance of recovery. And Minneapolis, bad as things are getting, is nowhere near bottoming out. I mean, cities can get much, much, much much worse than Minneapolis is right now. I mean, Minneapolis still has a veneer of prosperity about it. You go to some of its neighborhoods where the haves coalesce, places like your Kenwoods, your Minnehaha Parkways, your Linwood, Lin, Linden Hills, excuse me, uh, parts of uh, the lower parts of, of Longfellow and some of those, some of those neighborhoods. Uh, things are going very well. They appear to be going going quite well. You go to some of the neighborhoods uh, along East Franklin that 20, 30 years ago were crime-ridden hellholes. And they, like, say, around the GOP headquarters on East Franklin, places that used to be free fire zones. When I first moved to the Twin Cities, they're, 
that are getting just a little bit gentrified right now. You're you're finding uh, hipster coffee shops over there, and, and and hipsters, of course, like to flock where the cheap real estate and the and the hippie boho vibe is, and that's what you have in that part of Minneapolis, North Phillips and Seward, that area. Uh, and so, yeah, south of Lake Street, things are generally clipping along in Minneapolis, more or less. Of course, the north side. Northside is remains one of the highest crime areas, the highest crime area in Minnesota. The near north neighborhood has a murder rate of 100 per 100,000. The Minneapolis, which is, by the way, three times the murder rate of Detroit, which is not a fair comparison because there's individual neighborhoods in Detroit where the murder rate is much, much, much higher than that. But by way of pointing out that the murder rate in the near north side of Minneapolis is 100 times that of the rest of Minnesota. If you take out the murders in North Minneapolis, the murder rate in the North side is 100 times that of the rest of the state. Put another way, in the last year for which we have uh, hard stats, one third of Minnesota's murders, one third of the murders in a state of 5.5 million people took place in a neighborhood of 30,000 people. And by the way, that trend has been increasing, not slowing down. And some of it, to a lesser extent, but still worrying extent, is moving over to St. Paul. Dayton's Bluff and the North End uh, aren't getting a whole lot better. Some parts of Dayton's Bluff are a lot worse than I remember 20 years ago. That's, and that's saying something. I mean, it, was, it was kind of a toilet when I lived there, and uh, parts of it are, are seem to be on the skids. So these were the stakes in... Minneapolis's and St. Paul's mayoral elections this past week. And what did you get? You got Jacob Fry, who is basically the new boss, same as the old boss. If you can find a difference in policy terms between him and Betsy Hodges, let me know. Betsy Hodges, of course, was a woman who spent her four years doing, by DFL standards, an adequate job of minding the budget by the standards that people hold DFLers to. We'll give her that much. I mean, the, the Star Tribune, in endorsing her, called her uh, four years ago, called her a fiscally responsible candidate, which among DFLers merely means they're not lighting $100 bills and throwing stacks of Benjamins out on the street as they drive around. Uh, okay? That doesn't say much. If you're one of these stations' listeners who lives in a well-run Republican city like Mound, like Chanhassen, like... Like 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 prior I don't have prior light counts anymore, but but one of the well-run third and fourth tier suburbs and exurbs that are run by solid, responsible uh, Republican and even some moderate Democrat regimes in some of these outlying suburbs. You're not used to the idea that merely not being like New Orleans can be called fiscally responsible. I'm not sure if you can find in any commonsensical sense of the word, a whole lot of difference between the outgoing mayor of Minneapolis and the incoming uh, Betsy Hodges and the incoming mayor, Jacob Fry. If you are, by the way, a Minneapolitan and can enlighten the audience on this better than I can, it shouldn't be hard to do. Give us a call at 651-289-4488. Long story short, I'm seeing nothing. I saw nothing whatsoever in Jacob Fry's campaign, in his approach to the voters, in, in his proposals for policy for Minneapolis that would make any substantive changes in what we're seeing in the crime rate in the north side and, and as it leaks into downtown Minneapolis, making downtown uh, an ever more, more 
a harrowing place to go if you're if you don't if you're not if you're not a permanent resident down there. And even if you are, in some cases, I see no reason to assume that the north side is going to be any better and more uh, more more fairly or securely policed. Either one. I see nothing that shows that that Jacob Fry is going to get a hold of the what would seem from correspondence I have uh, with knowledge of, of of law enforcement in Minneapolis to be the uh, catastrophic plunge in morale in the Minneapolis Police Department. More on that later uh, later on this month. I, I see very little evidence that that the new boss is going to be exceptionally different than the old boss in Minneapolis. So. I don't see anybody who's uh, Jacob Fry, someone who's going to come in and make things better. And given that Minneapolis is an alcoholic, an addict, a functioning addict, but still an addict, an alcoholic, a deeply dysfunctional, like like a deeply dysfunctional relative, I see nothing that says he's going to hasten the bottoming out process any faster than it's currently going. Minneapolis is currently a good place to be a Fortune 500 company. If you're a Target, if you're uh, if, if you're if you're any of the Fortune 500 companies that uh, yeah, Ameriprise, any of the big Fortune 1000 companies that operate out of downtown Minneapolis, it's a great place to be a Fortune 1000 company. If you're if you're a white collar executive, if you're a headquarters white collar worker, if you're a tech worker working downtown, it's a great place to be. You got you got the North Loop, you got all the fun bars, you got the sports, you got the you got the Guthrie, you got a great theater scene, you got music, you got all the things that people who are the haves enjoy. But the have-nots who are having trouble more and more living in Minneapolis, who are having more and more trouble affording Minneapolis, and who, by the way, are the the DFL's dominant uh, class wants to, quote, serve, end quote, by uh, throwing the housing market uh, off of the free market and uh, into the realm of government planning even more than it already is, which, by the way, has a long track record of making uh, things worse, not better, for purposes of affording homes. Look at uh, what happened in New York throughout the 1970s when the more they controlled rent, the more they focused on on lowering housing, uh, forcing a lowering in housing prices, the worse the situation got. Uh, there's no reason to assume it's going to be any different. I mean, I've been over this on the blog before. Uh, Ray Dane had the had at least the honesty to come out and say what he planned to do with housing policy in Minneapolis, basically impose all of the same restrictions that New York City imposed in the 1960s and 1970s, effectively rent control, making it impossible to evict people, making it impossible to sell a building without the approval of your tenants, making it basically impossible to be a landlord for an affordable rate, and making it impossible to afford to be a player in the housing market for anything but wealthy customers unless you're the government. And we know how that worked in Manhattan, in New York, in Harlem, in the South Bronx, in South Boston, in much of Los Angeles, in North Minneapolis to to a great extent already. We know how this has happened in city after city after city after city around the country over and over and over again. Heck, maybe this time will be the charm. We'll go to St. Paul's election when we come back, as well as take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. And by the way, it's Veterans Day. Thank a veteran if you find one around you.
If you're part of a small business, please listen for the next 55 seconds. Paladin Law's Larry Frost may save you thousands of dollars. Don't let the pace of your business blind you to the laws you have to follow, even if you don't know they exist. Larry specializes in small business law, forming companies, writing and litigating contracts, advising you before you get in legal trouble. Avoiding disputes with suppliers, clients, and the government is a lot cheaper than solving disputes. Here is Larry Frost of Paladin Law. My goal is to meet with you and discuss your unique situation. Together, let's see if you need legal representation. If you do, I will work with you to take the legal actions needed so you can concentrate on running your business undistracted by legal worries or conflicts. I know you'll sleep better at night once you know that you're protected. Larry came from a military family and spent 27 years serving in the Marines and Army. Paladin Law will bring the same ethics and work team to your business. Paladin Law. Have law. Will travel. ParadinLawMN.com. Back to doing what I love and when you're in pain, you need the Good Feet Store. Don't suffer from foot pain, sore ankles, tired legs, achy back and hips, or sore knees. Go to the Good Feet Store for your no-obligation custom fitting and immediately feel the difference. The Good Feet Arch Support System is designed to put your feet in an ideal position, redistribute body weight more evenly, and help relieve pain and stress. With over 350 styles and sizes to relieve your pain. This is Michael Medved, and I wear my Good Feet Arch Support System in all of my shoes. I'm told they even work in high heels. I don't have experience with that. If you have stress, if you have tension, pressure, or pain in your back, hip, knees, ankles, or feet, call for your appointment, 855-554-3338. For your no-obligation fitting, you can use your flex spending accounts and most health savings accounts, too. Visit one of the three Good Feet locations, Bloomington, Maple Grove, and the brand-new store in Maplewood. Thanks to the Good Feet store. TheFishTwinCities.com is home to the best in today's Christian music. The best melodies. The top artists. And the greatest message. Listen on TheFishTwinCities.com and with the free mobile app. The Fish Twin Cities. Safe for the whole family. Hey, folks, Dennis Prager here for Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. I've been telling you for years that they have a beautiful family-run store with the largest selection of loose diamonds in the state. Now, Continental Diamond is the home for Breitling Watches, the only independent jewelry store in the Twin Cities to offer these amazing Swiss timepieces. Favorites of pilots all over the world, check out the amazing selection of Breitling chronographs at Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and find them online at ContinentalDiamond.com. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 is the number to call should you care to join me, and I hope you do. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N. That's Northern Alliance Radio Network. If you're a veteran out there, thank you very much. Glad you made it home. If you're a Vietnam-era veteran, on behalf of people who are not related to me in whatsoever, but people who came before anyway. Sorry for what they did. And I'm glad you made it home as well. 651-289-4488. Uh, 
uh, is the number to call, 651-289-4488. Let's go to St. Louis Park. Mark, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network here on the air. Uh, Mark, do we have uh, Mark? Still looks like Mark. Uh, we'll we'll try him again here. We may be having some technical difficulties, or uh, uh, try back if you got uh, cut off there. Mark six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. Uh, we we gotta go. Maybe try this again here. Maybe okay. Let's okay. No good. Let's uh, we'll we'll come back to that later. Mark, if you're out there, give us another call back. Of course, uh, St. Paul had its elections this last week as well. Here uh, last Tuesday, and uh, yeah, the uh, the Pioneer Press as befits a the newspaper of record for the city of St. Paul covered it uh, relatively well and there was a piece about the uh, the a piece in the uh, Wednesday morning's uh, Star Tribune Pioneer Press actually it's Friday morning's uh, Pioneer Press sorry about that on uh, uh, describing the various campaigns i think it's somewhat telling on on multiple levels uh, on election night uh, this is the piece by Fred Mello of the uh, of the Pioneer Press uh, each of St. Paul's leading mayoral candidates held their campaign parties in telling places Green Party candidate Elizabeth Dickinson, age 57, a former actress, stage writer, and star of One Million Fringe Festival plays, watched the precinct numbers roll in from uh, in front of a tree she was hugging. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, watched the numbers roll in from the Black Dog Cafe, a low-key artist hangout in downtown. Uh, was it an artist hangout? Gosh, I like that place, too. Darn. Uh, it's a shame that's an artist hangout. I, I, I enjoy the Black Dog. Frequently some good music there, by the way. Uh, city Council member Dai Tao, 42, stuck to a meeting room in the uh, Mong Village Shopping Center on Johnson Parkway in a heavily Mong East Side neighborhood where he performed best during St. Paul's uh, DFL Summer Ward Caucuses. And, by the way, uh, where he had the place swept for all signs of Donald Trump, who he once tried to bar from the city of uh, St. Paul. Former City Council member Melvin Carter III, uh, age 38, went to the St. Paul Union Depot, Ramsey County's downtown public transit hub and vacant barn off of Kellogg Boulevard. He joined hundreds of family and friends in the red cap room near a black and white blow-up photograph of the black railroad porters, though not pictured. His grandfather was mentioned in the poster caption. Pat Harris, age 51, gathered with supporters at the bar where he had launched some of his best ideas uh, during his dozen years on the city council. Mancini's Charhouse, a, a fixture on West 7th Street since 1948. It wasn't a flashy downtown brew pub or a fusion restaurant, but a treasured emblem of old St. Paul. Many saw the former council member from McAllister Groveland as the front runner. He had a number of high-profile endorsements, strong funding, and experience on the council. But on election night, it wasn't enough. And that was kind of a kick in the head. Uh, the the mayor's race in St. Paul came down to, uh, we thought, uh, I mean, smart money said Melvin Carter and Pat Harris were going to be the two duking it out for the, uh, for the win. And under St. Paul's ranked choice voting, but for that, it had been an old-fashioned winner-takes-all race. Uh, it might have actually worked that way. But this is... Uh, ranked choice voting. And and there's some significant questions as to whether voters in St. Paul really understand how ranked choice voting works, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Melvin Carter won f- just over 50% of the vote on the first ballot, uh, indicating that Pat Harris's uh, audience, his constituents, were split among a number of candidates. God only knows how or why. I mean, you Pat Harris is the closest thing to a moderate, the closest thing to someone a, a mainstream moderate Republican could see themselves getting behind in that race. And yet uh, Melvin Carter won a uh, first-round victory uh, before they had, even, had to even supposedly count any second-round votes. So 
That's uh, the way the election went in in St. Paul. Melvin Carter, uh, former city councilman, I think he served two terms on the city council, is uh, the mayor-elect of St. Paul. And the best thing you can say about Melvin Carter is that he is a placid lapdog of the people who control the city council. And I say this with all due respect to Melvin Carter, who was apparently a fairly well-liked guy. I mean, people in his people, well, actually, no. <laughs> I thought he stopped that. People in his own ward have a lot of complaints about him. He, he, at various points in the caucuses, he's he's had trouble winning his own ward. People in St. Paul certainly voted for him, but his support in his own ward among DFLers was weak. Now, doesn't matter in St. Paul if the big, if the party gets behind you. That's really all she wrote. Uh, the, the winner, I mean, the the DFL front runner is always the winner for pretty much any public office in the city of St. Paul. Uh, St. Paul is is about as one party of a city as as East Berlin in 1974, and it shows. It shows the city's public the city on a public policy level uh, is shows all the sclerosis that any long term. Uh, one party city is going to have lack of accountability, uh, corruption, the, the 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 urge for the city council, who, by the way, is a, except for Pat Harris, is a bunch of people who've never, ever worked in the private sector for any length of time for any reason. I mean, you look at everyone who's on the city council in St. Paul, every last one of them, with the expect, exception of Pat Harris who has some experience in the private sector, every last one of them comes out of either education, the nonprofit sector, government or government-aligned industries in one way or another. Nobody's worked in the private sector, and it shows. And you can see how it shows in, 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 in episode after episode of how the government in St. Paul tries to do stuff. For example, a couple of years ago, we talked about this on the broadcast. Uh, there was a successful coffee shop in the Lake Como Pavilion. If you've ever been to Como Park uh, along the lake, there's that big uh, gray building on the west side of the park with the stage and the little restaurant inside. It was Black Bear Crossing Coffee House for years and years and years. They ran it for a good 10, 12 years. It used to be a city-run ice cream stand that f- folded and sold out to, to Black Bear Crossing, and Black Bear Crossing ran a nice place, a wonderful little place. And, I mean, if you just want a cup of coffee and some ice cream after taking a walk around the lake, that's, that's what it was. That's what it was there for. Well, a couple of years back, uh, one of the city councilwomen, a woman named Amy, Amy Brendamone, uh, decided to try and, and reach for the stars in the sense that, that people who've no background in the private sector do. She engineered a illegal termination of the lease of Black Bear Crossing and turned the property over to a couple of hipsters who uh, from Minneapolis to do a high-concept white tablecloth restaurant and, and lounge on the lakeshore of Como Park and <laughs> on Como Lake. What could possibly go wrong? Well, it announced this week that it's closing after about, what, two years in operation, two, maybe three years in operation. Complete disaster. And by the way, the lawsuit from the the owners of Black Bear Crossing cost the city $800,000 because it was a completely unjustifiable breach of contract by a busybody city uh, elected representative who's passing graft to her friends, basically making the graft machine work for the people who pony up for the graft machine. And so yet again, St. Paul has intervened in the private market, cost its taxpayers a ton of money, 
and left us with another vacant property that may or may not be filled with a better idea. Certainly, uh, it's an absolute crapshoot as to whether it will be eventually filled with a property that was successful as Black Bear Crossing Coffee was through its own efforts in the private market, the free market. And so looking back at the history of St. Paul, it's, I mean, in the 30 years that I've lived in St. Paul, in one form or another, the 20-odd years I've lived in my current house in St. Paul, you're looking at years and years of these, and, and scores of these public efforts and public-private partnership efforts of city, the city to intervene in the free market, places like Galtier Plaza, Bandana Square, uh, lots of little little smaller uh, operations around town, the, the various Port Authority properties downtown, which are largely mostly vacant uh, or filled with fairly useless state bureaucrats, uh, West Side Flats, uh, some of the other office towers that have uh, attracted city uh, funding. Uh, some of the other, oh, of course, Black Bear Crossing would be a great example of any, anything that was ever labeled a festival mall, although Galtier Plaza was probably the biggest, most notable one in St. Paul. And and how's that doing these days? Oh, yeah, terrible. Uh, Public-private partnership and public, public intervention in the market over and over and over again has results that are exactly predictable. And by the way, what the heck? Maybe the new Minnesota United Stadium will will break that uh, trend. Maybe maybe that'll be the one that finally succeeds, huh? <laughs> anyway, Melvin Carter, whatever his virtues as a city councilman, and I didn't live in his ward, so I couldn't comment to it about it one way or the other. He was he was an undistinguished uh, councilman, a friendly guy, nice guy, affable person, approachable guy. Got deep roots in St. Paul, as I do not have deep roots in St. Paul. I don't care about them. <laughs> I'm an immigrant. But all I can say about the the Jacob Fry uh, incoming Jacob Fry regime in Minneapolis and the Melvin Carter uh, administration, which will be taking office in St. Paul in January, is <sighs> meet the new boss, same as the old boss, and just continue to enjoy the ongoing decline as these cities continue to be run by an ever more extreme DFL city council in both cases, especially Minneapolis. I mean, you've got card-carrying socialists with their fingers on the checkbook now. Katie, bar the door. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. 
For your free quote, call 800-566-2424. That's 800-566-2424. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. We all know Minnesota is a great state to live and work in. But what if we're falling behind? At Americans for Prosperity Foundation, we're sharing lessons and reforms from around the country, from tax reform to school funding to corporate welfare, that will put Minnesota back on track and ensure everyone gets their chance at the American dream. Check out DoBetterMinnesota.com. That's DoBetterMinnesota.com. Americans for Prosperity Foundation, Saturday evenings at 6 on AM 1280, The Patriot. When you have sleep apnea, traveling can be a real drag because you have to drag your big, bulky home CPAP device with you everywhere you go. But not anymore. Now you can travel easily and sleep comfortably anywhere thanks to Transcend, the world's very first mini CPAP. And right now, you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. So call now, 1-800-919-2348. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. Transcend is so incredibly small and light, you can easily fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. Now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't delay. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now. 1-800-919-2348. Again, that's 1-800-919-2348. AM-1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please? Hey, don't forget, tonight... My band Elephant in the Room will be out at the Sundance in uh, Maple Grove. I'll be posting a link to that at Shot in the Dark and info later on in the broadcast. It's on Fernbrook Lane just north of uh, 81. Probably about a mile north of 81 on Fernbrook. Nice place. I was out there last weekend. will be on the air at uh, the... On stage, I should say, 8 o'clock tonight till midnight. Four hours of your favorite top 40 covers from the uh, 50s through the 90s. Check us out. Hey, don't forget, also, tomorrow night, my other band, the Supreme Soviet of Love, will be holding its album release party for the album Sea Red. And O'Gara's doors open around 5.30 or so. Opening act, Elephant in the Room, starts at uh, 6.30 or so. Headliner goes on stage at 8 o'clock. I'll be there promptly at 9 o'clock. Have no fear. You'll be done. You'll be, out, you'll be on your way home in time for the 10 o'clock news. So I have to see you either remote. By the way, I'll have CDs for sale. That should be fun. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Uh, by the way, it's a Veterans Day uh, out there as well today. Uh, rarely, rare that we get to do shows on Veterans Day. So uh, if you're a veteran out there, I hate saying thank you for your service. More on that later on. It's, it comes across hollow from civilians. I think I've heard that from other veterans. Like, 
How do you respond to that? All I'm going to say is I'm glad you made it back, and uh, the country's a better place for, for having you there, um, having you here and in it. So 651, uh, so appreciate you for that. 651-289-4488. Let's try Mark in St. Louis Park. Uh, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi, Mitch. Thanks for taking my call. And I'm not a veteran, but to all the veterans listening, a special thank you. Um, Mitch, I didn't call for this subject, but you mentioned the ranked choice voting. In my opinion, that's just the death knell to not conservatives, even moderates who are, going to, who are trying to run in the Twin Cities or the inner ring suburbs. Um, but I called about the Minneapolis Park Board. Yeah. I'm, I, use, I use Minneapolis Parks, and I want two things. I want them safe and clean. And every person who won, who ended up winning for the park board, not safety and cleanliness, it was nowhere in. No, it wasn't even listed when they when they ran a process office as a priority for them. Yep. So that you t- you talk about ominous safety cleanliness was not even listed. What did they, what did they list? Who ran, who ran for office? Yeah, I mean, I, I talked to a few of the park board candidates here on the show, and of course, they did, they fared about as well as you might respect uh, expect Republicans to do in a Minneapolis election. It was just really depressing to watch, quite frankly. Uh, although I know they did their best, they really did. But uh, what what were what was the agenda of the park board candidates that you saw? Well, the number one issue was equity, <laughs> and I mean, Jeez. and <sighs> hiring more minorities for jobs, putting more money in community centers. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was also another big issue. But uh, there was three or, two or three other issues, but nothing, not one of them had to do with keeping the, the parks clean and keeping them safe. Yeah. And yeah. I'll, just, I'll hang up and listen, but that, uh, yeah. I, I, I found that absolutely outrageous. It was outrageous, it's listen. depressing, Thanks. and it's an absolute sign of the decline because uh, among DFL politics, which is the only politics that really matter in Minneapolis and St. Paul these days, uh, it's it's become fairly clear that it is more important to signal the right virtues than it is to actually govern. That government in Minneapolis has gotten to a point where it can take itself and its position and its, and its eternal power so for granted that it doesn't have to worry about the nuts and bolts of governing a city because no one's going to challenge them. What matters most is signaling your virtue to maintain your position within the party. And if you follow that, and I hate to go too far into 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 the history of totalitarian government, if you look at any single-party totalitarian government, the struggle that really that matters isn't the one out in the street. It's not the one out in the cities. It's not the one in the in the, in the body politic nationwide. It never is. It's the struggle within the party to maintain one's position as the top dog within the single sole dominant party. That's it. And that's where you're at in Minneapolis right now. The only thing that matters is to maintain your position as the top dog in the Minneapolis or St. Paul DFL. And that has become largely a matter of not governing well or even putting on a facade of governing well, as we've seen in Minneapolis for this last, as long as we've been watching, quite frankly, but especially this last four years. It's not about governing property. It's about signaling the proper virtue. It's about declaring yourself more politically correct than the others and being able to, 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 to trumpet that virtue on cue as louder than, than your opponents and, and do it in the, in, the, in the tune that is most correct for the jurisdiction that you're, quote, representing, end quote. For example, Jacob Fry, the, quote, most moderate, end quote, candidate for mayor of Minneapolis, signaled the right virtues that, that, to 
basically signal the right virtues to put them on top in a in a in a in, across all spectra of Democrat voters in a city where you have on the one hand Lyndon Hills and Kenwood classic condo pinks and limo liberals and on the one extreme and North Minneapolis on the other. He split that difference pretty capably to get himself uh, to 50% plus one of the votes that were being counted. that were still in consideration under the ranked choice voting system. Okay. And within each neighborhood, each candidate signaled the proper virtues that are needed to get Democrat ideologues who may or may not care about whether the trash gets picked up or or whether the, the 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 police are doing their job or doing their job too aggressively, depending on your neighborhood, but but basically signal the proper virtues to get the the voters to 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 pull the the lever for them. See Ginger Jensen in the third ward, a card carrying socialist, won an election, running away. See Alondra Cano in the ninth ward. Uh, somebody who may as well be a card-carrying socialist, uh, who who put the pro in progressive. I don't even know what that means, but I had to find something snappy to go along with the fact that the woman is basically Hugo Chavez uh, in a skirt. And the fact that she is not a member of the Socialist Party is entirely a matter of, of uh, playing the power dynamic rather than reflecting her actual ideals and beliefs. So I, I think you've seen... Uh, the begin- I don't know if it's a tipping point per se, but I think what you're seeing is the signs that a, that a city's politics has moved beyond, so far beyond uh, salvation that, that it's no longer worth arguing whether it's a one-party city or not. And right now it's just a matter of time until the corruption and decay that is endemic and inevitable in one-party systems, especially one-party systems that are built around getting and keeping power. It's just inevitable waiting for the blight that has overtaken other such cities to take to, to set in. And whether that blight is the kind of blight you get in places like Detroit and New Orleans and Baltimore, where the major industries in a city disappear and leave the government unable to, to pay for its grandiose plans, or the kind of blight like you get in Portland and San Francisco and Manhattan where the haves, the city becomes an epicenter for the haves and a place that actively ejects the have-nots because there's no way you can afford to live in such a hideously overpriced place unless you make a half a million dollars a year. Either way, I think Minneapolis is sliding down that slide. I don't think that anything short of a catastrophe is going to bring it back. And, sorry, anarchist friends, the catastrophe is no guarantee it's going to happen. Look at Detroit, look at Newark, look at Baltimore, look at Camden, New Jersey, look at New Orleans. Well, New Orleans literally had a catastrophe, and some parts of the city rebounded successfully. I mean, the education system went all charter, and it's improved. But that's the one little shining spot of light in an utterly, utterly depressing place. Los Angeles, Stockton. St. Louis, North Minneapolis. What you see in North Minneapolis, the, the, the gulf between Kenwood, the pampered, entitled uh, denizens of the, of, of the 1% who vote religiously left of center in Minneapolis, 
That's how you get invited to the dinner parties in Minneapolis versus North Minneapolis, the have-nots who have been warehoused in a convenient uh, busing distance neighborhood from their social service agencies for generations now. This is what awaits Minneapolis. Nothing but haves versus nothing but have-nots. Or as, as Joel Kotkin, the urban theorist that I quote at, frequently on this broadcast, says, a, a donut made up with a donut hole of one percenters, the haves, the have-a-lots, surrounded by a donut of the grindingly poor, the people who are too poor to do much of anything but live on some kind of assistance or another, and, and to use the rest of the city as the warehouse a system that uses the rest of the city as the warehouse to put them in. I don't know that there's any saving Minneapolis. It may be 20 years, it may be 50 years, but look for it to become, if not another Detroit, then another Baltimore, another Cleveland, another Cincinnati, another Newark, cities with in little urban films of things worth seeing in the very middle and a whole lot of blight around them, sometime, if not in our lifetimes and in our children's lifetimes, barring some unforeseen outbreak of common sense and, 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 and thinking, and thinking independently and thinking outside of, of the box that the DFL has laid out for them. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. If you care to disagree with me, I'd love to hear from you. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. On a Veterans Day, thanks for tuning in. Talk to you in a bit. AM 1280, The Patriot. A little less of this and more of this. It's been a rainy year, and if you've seen moisture on your walls, it's probably worse behind the wall. Of course, we're talking about mold. I'm John McNamara, owner of Steam Attic of the Twin Cities. We'll conduct an inspection to find out what could be lurking behind your walls. If mold is detected, Steamatic will follow the Institute of Inspection's cleaning and restoration certification procedures to ensure and restore a clean environment. So you can breathe easier with less of this and a little more of this. Steamatic can also clean your entire duct system, not just a partial cleaning like some companies. Steamatic is a local, veteran-owned company, and I've earned an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. And my technicians have, on average, five years in the home air quality business. Call Steamatic to bring your indoor air quality back to where it should be for the winter. My mission is to be the best when your situation may be at its worst. Dial 651-481-4991. This is a court-ordered notice. Current and former Honda and Nissan owners or lessees can receive payments and other benefits from a legal settlement related to allegedly defective Takata airbags in their vehicles. To see if your vehicle is included and to file a claim, go to AutoAirbagSettlement.com or call 1-888-735-5596. That's AutoAirbagSettlement.com or 1-888-735-5596. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent 
and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-566-2424. That's 800-566-2424. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Right now at the Home Depot, get 15% off select special order patio doors, garage doors, and windows. If you've been thinking about upgrading, but you've been looking for just the right time, this could be the opening you've been waiting for. Come on in. With savings like these, you don't have to wait for an upgrade, but you shouldn't wait too long. Select patio doors, garage doors, and windows. 15% off now at the Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Vowed through November 15th. See store for details. Come along way, I was born and bred in the USA. So listen up close, I got something to say. Boys, I'm buying this ring. AM 1280, the Patriot. Well, it took a little while, but we're in this fight. Ain't going home till we're done what's right. Gonna drink Camden Town dry tonight. If I had to spend my last time. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Hope you can join us. On a Veterans Day broadcast, more about Veterans Day later on in the show. Lots of stuff coming up here, by the way. We've got some events uh, to talk about later on in the broadcast here. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the big scandal that's uh, been taking place in Minnesota po- uh, politics lately, They're tying in with the national uh, wave of of, uh, of of shirt waving and justifiable shirt. Don't get me wrong. Uh, some of these hearing some of the allegations of sexual harassment and worse that are going on at the hands. I mean, Harvey Weinstein's been a national punchline for quite some time here. And, uh, of course, Louis C.K., the comedian, uh, bringing uh, his own variety of extremely weird to the, the whole whole episode. And I'm just going to leave that one sitting right there, not say another word about it. More locally and, and less bizarrely, well, maybe, uh, Sexual harassment allegations uh, have been popping up this past week on both sides of the aisle in the Minnesota State Capitol. When I say both sides of the aisle, I have my suspicions about exactly how this went down. Earlier in the week, uh, allegations popped up against uh, Senator Dan Schoen, a uh, representative from, I believe, West St. Paul, South uh, St. Paul Park, excuse me, St. Paul Park, one of the, and Cottage Grove. Uh, Former uh, Cottage Grove police officer, by the way, uh, accusing him of sexual harassment. Two women uh, came out, uh, which kicked off a a bipartisan chorus of demands for him to resign, including Governor Dayton, who jumped up bright and early on that and uh, and, and asked him to uh, ask Senator Schoen to resign. Uh, By the way, the, 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 the two women who. Uh, went up against, uh, made the allegations on Sean, went on the record. They used their names in public. I'm not going to go into it, but uh, the uh, the allegation, and Senator Schoen, as is his right, has, has lawyered up. Now, this was followed very quickly 
suspiciously quickly, in fact, by allegations that GOP uh, Representative Tony Cornish from uh, Vernon is is uh, has also uh, been involved in some episodes of sexual harassment. This and these episodes, by the way, uh, came out uh, from two sources: one, a a lobbyist who uh, has also lawyered up and who has remained anonymous because of the potential damage to a career uh talk by the way which is talking to legislators so she's got some concern about whether uh legislators will talk to her if she goes out and uh, and files uh, formal complaints against uh, publicly against uh, against Tony Cornish now Tony Cornish of course uh, head of the former now head of the uh, of the uh, Senate uh Public Safety House, rather, Public Safety Committee, has been stripped of his office by uh, Speaker Doubt. Uh, he denies the allegations against him. The first allegation, by the way, the one that uh, is, is making the has made some headlines was the, again, as yet unnamed lobbyist who has uh, brought the brought the most serious allegations against uh, Representative Cornish. Some other allegations were brought up by uh, another legislator, a woman named Erin May Quaid, who we've talked about in this broadcast repeatedly in the past, uh, actually before even she was in the, the legislature. Now, this brings up, when it comes to sexual harassment, you tend to get shouted down if you try to plead any form of nuance at all on the issue here. And I don't care. You can shout me down if you want. I'm going to plead a certain amount of nuance in the issue. For example, there, uh, there are those who say you should always believe accusers in se- when it comes to sexual harassment and sexual assault, for that matter. And it's, it, I'll be honest, it's hard not to. I've been in situations, especially in radio, uh, especially earlier in my career, when uh, commercial radio uh, was still in many ways stuck in the madman era. I mean, the, the, the treatment of women early in my radio career was was fairly not not too different from what you saw on the on the great uh, cable series Mad Men and and yet even then I, I've told this story before 30 years ago I worked at a local radio station uh, which a new general manager took over and the new general manager was sort of a throwback to an earlier era in his own way and he racked up I kid you not seven sexual harassment lawsuits in his first year running the station including two that started on his first day in the office. And I won't go into details. It was some pretty skeevy stuff. And and by the way, people might say, why didn't you do anything about it? Well, I was making six bucks an hour and I had absolutely no power. And what am I going to do? I mean, I had no idea what to do. Nobody did back then. Uh, you'd think. I mean, that's the conventional wisdom. And yet, seven women who were harassed by this man filed lawsuit and got him fired. So it's not like Society is brand new to this issue and has just figured out that there are people out there with power who harass people who don't have power. And by the way, with the acquiescence, willing or unwilling or just through plain inexperience of other people who have no power, like I was at the age of 23, 24, whatever I was back then. I mean, it creeped me out. But what do you do? I mean, it's not we had sexual harassment training in radio stations back then. Anyway, uh. So we are told to take accusers seriously, and and I do. And yet, we're told to always, always, always take accusers seriously because they're always right. Which, again, I'm going to plead just a, a touch of nuance to my approach here because always taking accusers seriously is what led us to the Duke lacrosse scandal where three young men had their lives destroyed by someone who, yeah, lied about a sexual assault. This is what led to the 
University of Virginia scandal. Well, Rolling Stone basically fabric or ran a completely fabricated set of charges against people. This is what happened, by the way, when Leah Dunham, uh, Lena Dunham, essentially, according to all research that has seriously been done on the subject, did her best to ruin the life of a, of a classmate at Oberlin College uh, with what looked to have been, to some people, a thoroughly fabricated charge of sexual assault. It happens. And that's why in our society we have a tradition of treating people as innocent until proven guilty, which holds true in a court of law, unless you're a college student who's accused of any sort of sexual harassment or assault, in which case you're guilty until proven innocent. But that's a separate issue that we've discussed as well. The the court we're talking about here is the court of public opinion. And by the way, when I when I discuss public opinion here, uh, Aaron May, Aaron uh, May Quaid, the representative from Apple Valley who brought some of the accus- uh, accusations against Tony Cornish, uh, showed some text messages between her and Cornish from the session where Tony Cornish made some bantery, flirty, inappropriate remarks on text messages that looked like the kind of banter you'd see between people who have a, well, let's just say, a PG-13 related relationship. The kind of stuff, by the way, that if my daughter was getting messages from a guy twice her age, might lead to a, shall we say, spirited discussion, might have a word or two with him. But it's gone way beyond that. Aaron May Quaid, by the way, the same woman who, when she worked for the left-leaning uptake, joked, I'm editing things now. I can make people say things they didn't think they were. More ha 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 ha. She may have been joking. I'm not. 651-289-4488, Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot. And it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I... I just had to discontinue use, but that's not the problem with relief factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. Do you need to catch up on your life savings and investments? Do you know that right now we are very likely in the first year of a new bull market? William O'Neill, editor of the Investor's Business Daily and author of many great stock trading books, has said that the most money is made in the first year of a new bull market. My family has believed this and experienced it for many generations. I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've taught our family methods of stock trading and investing in most of the major cities around the nation for many years with the goal of having many of our clients trade for a living. You don't have to do that unless you want to fire your boss, but wouldn't it be great to take the confusing world of investing and find it understandable, even simple and fun? That is what can happen when you attend a Tradeway event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. You'll learn how the stock market works, how to spot patterns, how to know when to buy and sell a stock, how to even know how to pick your own stocks, and when it might be better to stay in cash. 
You'll leave the event more confident in your family's financial future and secure in Tradeway's ability to support you along the way. You can bring your entire family for only $99.95. Plus, you'll receive an extra ticket to bring a friend. And at the end of the two days, if you don't love it, you can get your money back. doesn't get better than that. So come take your first step to financial freedom and attend our live two-day event called Step One, Start Your Journey. Coming to the Minneapolis Marriott West, December 1st and 2nd. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. This is... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.